Mongrel Punk Podcast number four. I believe number four. I think so. Well, let's hope so, because we're going with number four. Could be number three, <laughs> but uh, we failed to check, and we're just going straight into it without checking. Because, without any preparation. Because we're professionals. Yeah. You're a no. level, you're a level, level five. five. That's right. Level five professional. I'm a long service professional, so I've been doing it for a long time now. And now I need a service. And now I need a rest. (laughs) So now I'm resting, and we're up to either number three or four. Let's go with four. Four. Let's say four, and we'll just we'll just go with four. How are you, Mrs. Mungrel? It's been a whole week since we spoke. I mean, we passed like ships in the night, or iceberg in a ship, maybe. I'm good. I'm good. I had a good day today. (laughs) Can't talk. I had a good day today. (laughs) Excellent. Well done. Had coffee. Went out for lunch. Wow. This is work. The life of a level five, you know, just... Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do when you're level six? Have two coffees and go out for lunch. Why don't you just have like a, a six and a half hour lunch and then two half hour coffees and come home? Isn't that what happens? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can pretend to solve people's problems. It's great. And we had a bit of a tipping debacle last week on your behalf, I believe, where you gallivanting around <laughs> with your uh, social life forgot to put your tip in on friday evening i go out with my friends maybe like three or four times a year i see them three or four times a year gallivanting i just went out with my friends yes i did forget to do my tips but all all came up roses for me eight out of nine for mrs mongrel wasn't it nine out of nine no no you didn't get that one that you didn't put in they're not a charity they should be the afl charity they're not like supporting Nauru and all that sort of stuff like they used to. Look, I'm supporting them. Pretty much. Uh, anyway, so yes, I did very well. In you, the did very well. you did very well. You're beating most of the writers still, I believe. Yeah, I think so. But uh, the old Mr. Mungrel, the old sneaking HB, up. sneaking out from behind, which is his style. <laughs> That's my style, not yours. I don't want to go into that in this <laughs> podcast. Mrs. Mungrel, before we kick things off, because we've been talking for a few minutes and have done nothing... Mm. And said nothing. Surprise, surprise. Uh, would you like to run through some membership options for sure. our, our readers have, slash listeners? We have the first level of membership, which means you can be HB's friend, and that's really good, no, and no, you get something about rucks. And then oh, if you pay know. more, you can be my friend. No. No, probably that, not. No. <laughs> don't, don't price yourself out of it, though. <laughs> okay. no, 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 I'm a bit too selective. Entry level, you get the Midfielders Championship belt, which I just did today, and we now have a full history, five years worth, of title changes. I know there's a couple of Dustin Martin title reigns in there. Bryce Gibbs, who retired last year, Barry's has a reign. Yeah, Barry, Barry Gibbs is more than a woman. <laughs> Showing my age here. Yeah. He gets a run. Uh, Rory Sloan gets a run. Tom Mitchell, a massive run. Josh Kelly, a run as well, and I'm giving it all away, but... There's probably about 23 people. So in order to win that title, you actually have to play the person head-to-head. People aren't going to... You're going to get so many comments hating on this because they're going to be like, well, this person's better. Well, I'll give away a big spoiler. Big spoiler. 2017 Grand Final. Dustin Martin does not win the title. Because he doesn't play against the person who has the title. Yes, he does. He doesn't do as well. He does. He won the Norm Smith medal. Then why doesn't he get it? It has to be a comprehensive win. So the other person on the other team has to play poorly. You have to beat them comprehensively. And yes, Richmond beat the the Crows comprehensively, but the guy who held the title played well 
for the Crows, so he held onto it. It's like in the wrestling, you can only win on pinfall or submission. You can't win if you get counted out or disqualified. That's why so many guys whack the other guy with a chair. They're yep. like, if I whack the guy with a chair, I'll get disqualified. I keep my title. Remember when Jake the Snake got his snake out and it bit someone? <laughs> Is this like after I the show? That or so much. He bit Randy Savage. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, so good. Yeah. Anyway, so we have that as part of the, the basic membership package. You also get the weekly wingman rankings, where a couple of people who we'll talk about a bit later on when we do our All-Australian picks are doing very, very well. You also get good, bad, and ugly reviews early, and probably a standalone comment at a comment, standalone article at least one a week. Then there's a second tier. You also get those things as well as the defensive player of the year, the fortnightly X Factor rankings, and 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 what I'm trying to sell sell oh, a little bit so I can sorry. remember what I'm talking about. No, <laughs> <laughs> and the player rankings with every week that feed our mongrel fifty. Uh, we might jump into our week in review. Okay. Because it was such a such a big, big week. Wasn't it? Was it? Oh, pretty big. Cats and the Tigers. Oh, yeah. The one you didn't tip. No, I didn't. Geelong's three-headed monster up forward. Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, and mongrel favourite... Gary Rowan. Gary Rowan. Kicked 15 goals between them. And the Cats whacked the Tigers by about 10 goals. So... I obviously didn't see this coming because I tip Richmond. You didn't see it coming because you didn't tip anyone. <laughs> but but I don't generally tip John. A comprehensive win for the Cats. They did this, I believe, was 2019 to Richmond as well. And then they kind of just fell over at the end of the season. So I really think it's not panic stations for Richmond yet. People are like, oh, the Tigers, oh, they're not playing as well. They don't play that well in the first half of the season, guys. Don't kid yourself that they're spent really don't sell them short that would be very very foolish but they have lost uh they have lost shay bolton who somehow broke his wrist in a fight in a nightclub (gasps) trying to defend someone's girlfriend oh that's the official story well that and you see why because it makes people like me go oh yeah oh we'll let him off on this one yeah um look these are young blokes they're out out at a pub or club whatever and the story is that someone uh, had some inappropriate behaviour towards Daniel Rioli's girlfriend. When she hit him? Good question. Just asking. So the other guy hit Daniel Rioli and cut him open under the eye. Mm-hmm. And then somehow in the ensuing fracas, uh, Shay Bolton has broken his wrist. Wow. So he maybe punched a guy right with his wrist. Didn't he do really well last week? He took week? that massive mark last week. And now he's broken his wrist. Yeah. Because... Of a pub brawl. Yeah. Well, yeah, standard standard behaviour. Okay. Happens right. to the best of us. Oh, I'm like, okay. I, I could break my wrist tomorrow. Yeah, fair. Who knows what happens Pretty in my clumsy. life. Pretty I just hit my head on the bed you as did. I was walking in here. On the loft bed. <laughs> uh, St Kilda came from behind. Classic. And beat up the Suns. Big opportunity loss for the Suns here. They were in front going into the last quarter. But who wasn't playing? Oh, look, you tell me. My favourite. Oh, Matt Rowell. Yeah, I wasn't playing. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, you didn't... That's why you didn't tip them, isn't it? Why would I tip them if he's not playing? Matt Rowell, you leave that boy alone. <laughs> so they got a really good game from Brad Crouch. He was their big recruit in the off-season. He had a fantastic last quarter and carried him over the line. Jack Billings, really, really good. 
And let's just throw another Jack in there, Jack Steele. Oh, Jack Steele, Private Eye. Played very well as well. Yeah, he's got a great name. He does. He'd make a, he'd make a great investigator. Yeah. My name's Steele. I'm here to solve your case. I'm talking in a weird accent. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. He does that for effect. It sounds say. awful. <laughs> GWS and Essendon mm-hmm. had a ripping game. I really enjoyed this. I didn't cover it myself. Tom Green, the young bloke. People see T Green, they think, oh, Toby Green played well. No, no, no. No, no, it's missing an E. That's right. They're spelled differently. Tom Green played really, really well for GWS. Sam Taylor, one of the best young defenders in the competition, really stood up. I think he took five intercepts in the last quarter and uh, helped GWS get over the line. Zach Merritt, really good for Essendon again, 37 touches. Collingwood and North Melbourne, the spoon bowl. Wooden spoon, when you you know what oh, that is, right? I do, yes. You do. Spoon bowl. All right, 17th versus 18th. Nathan Buckley put Darcy Moore back in the back line. We discussed it last podcast. I don't remember. We did. We definitely did. I remember talking to you about it, and I remember you, your eyes rolling back in your head like you're going to fall unconscious. Well, yes. <laughs> I think that was a memory I have anyway. Was your eyes falling back in your head for another reason? Oh, my God. You can say that. Hey, look, you could have your eyes falling back in your head for a oh, number of reasons. Geez. But we did talk about it, and they called it a masterstroke in the media. So they took a guy who was an all-Australian defender <laughs> and then played him in defence, and the commentators and the, the news reporters said it was a masterstroke. I reckon they're masterstroking themselves sometimes. <laughs> I was waiting for something like that. Jesus. Our old buddy Jordan Dugowie kicked six goals. Uh, equaled his career best and uh, one bloke for North Melbourne playing really really good football is Aaron Hall I think a lot of people thought he was past it but 30 plus possessions again and his kicking has been quite excellent the D's Ooh. 8 and O. really you need about 11 to 12 wins to get into the finals which means they've got to win 3 to 4 for the rest of the season to make it so they're going to play finals and you've got a big I don't want to say it's a shit-eating grin, <laughs> but it's a pretty big grin on your face. I'm going to have the girls round for the grand final this year. They won't make the grand final. They're going to make the grand final. They have Ben Brown playing for them now. Still can't run, but kicked three goals. That's pretty good. A bloke who played really well in 2018, Tom McDonald, kicked four. And he's playing like the sort of guy who knows that if he doesn't play well now, he'll probably be dropped out of the side and traded. Okay, shouldn't they always be playing like that? No, some blokes are pretty secure in their role. Like, they've, they've got runs on the board. But I think his name was floated around in trade and possible trade scenarios last year. Could have been the kick in the pants he needed. So he's playing really good football. We had Gorn versus Hickey. Really underrated Ruckman Hickey. Uh, spent a week or two out with some sort of knee injury. But he looks like a wild man. He's got these crazy eyes and crazy hair. He's going up against a guy like Max. Maxwell looks like a criminal. He does. So you had the wild man versus the criminal. I love this. Okay. Pretty good matchup overall. I think Gorn gets the points, but Hickey made a good account of himself there. Had the showdown in in South Australia. So oh. The South Australian showdown, which Crows versus Port Adelaide. Wow. Look at you go. I know. That's what you come here for, guys. Yep. This sort of <laughs> deep dive on the footy. I thought the guy who was probably best on ground didn't get the award. Every, every time they have a a showdown, they award a medal for the best player in the showdown. There's a bloke called Tom Cleary who he had himself a defensive trip double-double, which is 
double figures in intercepts and double figures in one percenters or spoils. And he played probably his best game for possibly of his life in the AFL. And they went with the safe option, which is Travis Boak. Not a knock on Travis Boak. He was fantastic. But Tom Cleary played the sort of game on Tex Walker that had you offered that to the coach before the game, he would have said, I'll take it any day of the week. Held him goalless, played fantastic football on him, and I thought he deserved the medal, but he didn't get it. Anyway, maybe they'll get on Friday night soon, the showdown. I reckon they deserve a, sh- a Friday night primetime standalone game. You don't think so? Oh, I don't really mind. Tex in primetime? Tex is in his prime. No, he's not. He's on the other side of it. What? And... uh He'll get another year after this, though, assuming No, that... he looks great. Yeah, look, I passed Wayne Carey in the street the other week, and he looked great. But he can't get his arms above his head. <laughs> he can't. He's got two bung shoulders. Oh, my God. But he looks in as good a shape as when he when he played footy. So. Yeah, well. Anyway, okay. West Coast against Hawthorne. West Coast needed this win. It was in Victoria, and they haven't been able to win away from home at all. They got really good contributions from Ned Anui, who... I think he whacked Ben McAvoy in the ruck. Dom Sheed was fantastic. Tim Kelly was really, really good early. Brad Shepard, fantastic in the back line. And really, the only, the only really shining light for, for Hawthorne was probably Jarman Impey. Played a fantastic game. And Tom Mitchell, someone was saying, oh, he, his possessions don't hurt. And I'm getting a bit sick of that because he plays a very similar style to Lockie Neal. And last year, people were falling all over themselves to lavish praise on Lockie Neal's game it's become kind of cool to say oh Tom Mitchell got 37 touches but he didn't really hurt Nathan Buckley started this a couple of years ago when he had 50 possessions playing against Collingwood and really tore him to bits and when asked in the pre- in the press conference what went wrong and why Mitchell was able to get off the chain he kind of intimated that 50 from Mitchell wasn't as damaging as 25 from one of the other players what he failed to address is that Mitchell's the guy who feeds the ball out to those other players. So, bit of a bit of a shit effort there from Buckley back then, and it's kind of stuck with Mitchell. And if you watch him play, you'll realise he's a bit more than people make out to be. Western Bulldogs and Carlton, fantastic game. Uh, Carlton blew it. Western Bulldogs kicked eight in a row, I think, and got up by 16 points after being 27 down. I remember that. You do. Uh, I do. Josh Bruce is uh, proving that he can play better against teams that aren't called North Melbourne. In the last three games against North, he's kicked 22 goals. And he had five, I think, this week and was ripping it to shreds. Bit of a shout-out to Alex Keith. I know he played on a bloke named Harry Mackay who kicked four goals and three of them came in a real hurry in the third quarter. But for probably four-fifths of the game, he had this bloke completely covered. Harry Mackay is the Coleman leader now. Tex is down the list. Didn't kick any goals. And, uh, well, Harry Mackay is the number one forward in the game. And Alex Keith did a great job on him. Uh, Marcus Bontempelli was fantastic. Uh, probably good enough to force his way into someone's All-Australian team, I think. I don't know who you just said. Marcus Bontempopli. Oh, Yes. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Is he in your team? Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, thank right. you. And the Lions knocked <laughs> over Frio at home in a game that was switched. It was supposed to be played in Western Australia. But due to the fact they're a dirty, dirty bunch, uh, it was sent up to Queensland. And it was just a switch. So later in the year, Fremantle will get a home game against Brisbane as well. 
So luckily it was a, something that the AFL fixture could just be rectified and switched. Let's hope they don't have a similar situation in a few months' time. Mrs. Mungrel. Yeah. I talked enough. Yeah. Let's end the podcast. <laughs> no. We can jump into our All-Australian team, if you like. I do like. I worked really hard on this. So I might might start by asking you about your defenders. How many defenders do you have? Six. You have, have six. Good, because when I last spoke to you, you only had three, and you said, that will do. <laughs> Apparently. Unfortunately. That's not enough. No, it's not enough when you have a team, because mm. those three would be working double time and probably not be very appreciative of your efforts, not giving them help. Or so, they'll c- be happy to be the stars of the show, but fine, you just okay. go with your interpretation there. I might do an interpretive dance of this conversation if you're not careful. In the dance for me. Dance, dance, baby. <laughs> All right, your defenders. Let's go. Stephen May. Good selection. Thank you. Do you know why I've selected him? I have no idea. I just know it's a good selection. Because he may have just uh, cheekily pulled Petrarca's pants down. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is what you do. So, obviously, your team is based on extracurricular activities. Oh, it's and based on lots of things, people, okay? People who look like things, perhaps. Look, I'm very proud of my team. You shush. Stephen May's a really good selection, Thank by the you. way. There you go. See? I think you may have peaked early. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. But, okay, yes, I have. Let's go. Life. Next. Dougal Howard. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. He, he's he's not in my team, but a pretty good selection. I think he's been the probably the best of St Kilda's big five recruits from last year. So he's way up there in... And spoils per game, so that could be worse. You're doing very well. Why, why did you pick him, by the way? He's a cutie pie. He has such a cute little face. Like I feel I don't like know, I don't even could, know what he looks like. He could date one of one of our girls, and I'd just be like, oh my god, this is the cutest thing ever. Yeah, no, there's no real reason beside behind that. I Sorry. I don't know what he's like personally, but as soon as you start floating dating one of our girls, <laughs> I start to get a bit nervous. <laughs> Dougal. Keep your hands off, buddy. <laughs> Next. That's two down. Jack Crisp. Holy cow. Have I got a good team so far? It's not bad so far. Thank uh, you. Look, without being condescending or without being stupid, yeah. I, I actually thought this was going to be a bit of a train wreck. Your team. Look, we're only three deep But a solid moment, three. So just... A solid three. Jack Crisp played a little bit in the middle, a little bit on the wing earlier in the season, but has, See, is primarily a defender. I can't actually remember why I picked him. Is it because his name's like Chips? When you eat it, it's like Crisp. And like, ow, ow, no. Because that's why I'd pick him. But incidentally... I really want some Chips. That's why Katie likes him. Uh, we'll, we'll go into that later. Katie's, uh, <laughs> Katie's foray into football. Why, why are we doing this? No, no, no. I'll okay, this is news to me. New, yeah, we'll do this after. All right, three down. So I can't remember this guy's name because it auto-corrected oh my <laughs> after gosh. I wrote it down. All I have here is Brandon Starr's quiche. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess and think his name's Brendan Maloney. What? No, it's Brandon Stasevich. There we go. It just it just auto-corrected to Stars good, and Keish. Good young defender and will be a very, very good defender. There you go. But he doesn't belong in a team of the year at this point. Get out of me. Just get out of my face with that. Get out of me, did you say? <laughs> We're sitting on the other end of the table. You give me a compliment. 
I think I think you're wrong. I think he's great. Okay. Brendan Stasevich, yep. all Australian, according to Mrs. Mungrel. Absolutely. Caleb. Caleb's in there. Caleb who? Caleb Daniels. Daniel? Daniels. Daniel. Daniel. Da- don't be Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor can't differentiate between his name being Daniel or Daniels. He also puts an extra N in the name Menegola. Menegola? Yeah, he does. Every time he calls him, even if the other commentator is pronouncing it correctly, Brian Taylor decides, I'm going to stuff this up and call him Menengola. It seems like a really bad move when you're paid to do commentating as a career. Yeah, and it's a name... I'm not paid to be here. It's almost spelled phonetically. Why don't you pay me to be here? Probably because I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm pretty sure most of my wage goes to you. (laughs) Give me your money. (laughs) All right. Is that five down? Um, Yes. And the last one is Isaac Cummings. Oh, (laughs) And there's another one. It's coming, not Cummings. (laughs) He only does it once. Well, you know. And can I just say... One of the more underrated defenders this year in the league. He's been really, really good. Probably the second defender at GWS at the moment, but really good selection. Thanks. I'm impressed. Yeah, I've done well. That could have been a lot worse. Yep. And it might be once we get to the midfield. Oh, I'm sure. I'm going to run through mine. Yep. Daniel Rich. You're just shrugging your shoulders like he's a nobody, like some sort of bozo. Place for Brisbane. I think he's kept them in games this year, and when they weren't going well, he was going really, really well. Stephen May makes my team as well at fullback. I think he's a lock. He just shut down Buddy, held him goalless this week past. And had he not copped an elbow in the eye from Tom Hawkins, he would have secured this position weeks ago. Jake Lever, another Melbourne player. Probably, or if not the best intercept player in the league, very, very close to it at the moment. Sam Taylor is my other one. Uh, other one is in, I've already got three. He's my fourth. <laughs> uh, young defender at GWS has had a fantastic year. Has really carried the load with Nick Haynes out and Phil Davis out. Really like his stuff. One of the best defenders going around. Jacob Wiedering is my centre half back. He's been fantastic. He's barely lost a contest. I saw him lose one right at the end against Aaron Norton on one of the softest free kicks you'll see. And I suppose it was bit of justice that Norton hit the post with the with a shot around the corner from about 10 metres out because Wiedering was fantastic. Uh, quite possibly the number one player in our Defensive Player of the Year rankings, just quietly, Mrs. Mungrel. You give so much away on these podcasts. Yeah, well, if people listen, I don't mind. Hmm, and yeah. if they don't listen, they won't know. And the last bloke I'm throwing in there is someone who's flown under the radar this year. Tom Stewart at Geelong has been an absolute devastating weapon coming out of back out of the back line down there they have such a really strong back six that often <laughs> what are you laughing <laughs> nothing at? that nothing. often what he does kind of flies under the radar but he's probably the perfect halfback flank and you give me the hurry up sign before so i'm not going to harp on too much <laughs> but if i was picking a team i would pick him center halfback sorry halfback flank uh, every day of the week midfielders mrs mungle Guess who comes first? Have a guess. Just a wild, wild. If you've got Matt Rowell in there. Yes, I do. He's playing for 10 minutes. Yeah. Pretty nice 10 minutes. No, you don't even know what happened. He (laughs) fell over. He just landed on his knee. Yep. Didn't twist it. Just landed on it. Mm. And that was it. Out he goes. Did he walk around with his cute little notepad? You see how how I said it was really good with the defenders? (laughs) 
<laughs> we just fell off a cliff. Hey, I can bring this back. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know if I'm ready. So, Matt, Rao, yes. Yes. Petrarca. Very good selection. Thank you. Yes. I'm guessing the, you are picking him based on his footballing ability, not the fact that he had his pants pulled down when he was on the scale two weeks ago. He's got some great footballing ability. <laughs> yeah, he keeps it in his underwear, apparently. <laughs> I'm talking about his buns, not anything else. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Clayton Oliver. Pretty good one. I had him in my team and I removed him. Oh. So for me, he was borderline, but yeah. I can see why you picked him because you like redheads. Yeah. And he's your second out of third is a redhead in the middle. Yeah. So you're picking Gary Rowan. No. No. All right. We've, we've dumped the redheads, guys. I think he dyes his hair anyway. So um, after that, dye it red? Scott Pendleton. Scott Pendlebury. Pendlebury. Yes. <laughs> Pendleton sounds like a penguin. <laughs> if I had a pe- penguin, I'd call it, hey, Pendleton, come here. And you'd waddle over. <gasps> Pendleton. That's so All cute. All right, come here, fresh. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, pick him. Uh, not a bad selection. Hasn't been his best year. He's playing in a losing team. But I know he he's, strikes me as a perennial He looks Australian. like an actor that could be in B-grade rom-coms. Like, love Ooh, it. Who would, he, who would he star with? Sarah Jessica Parker? Oh, no. Horseface? No. Could we put could we put Sarah stars? Jessica Parker and the King Brothers in a romantic comedy? You're the worst person. It's called my, my my big you're, pony. You're you're worse than me. Chush. <laughs> Hugh McCluggage. Fantastic. Yeah. Excellent pick. Thank you. Where does he play? What do you mean? What position does he play? I'm talking about midfielders. Yeah, where in the midfield does he play? What do you mean? Is there more? We what your wing the wing is there wings yes. or a wing? He plays in a wing. A wing. There you go. Fantastic work. Yeah, thank you. Well, the chicken flapping you just did helped me. Yeah, out. a visual cue there. Yep. And the last one is Bond. Bond. This yeah. is not bad. You you've redeemed yourself again. Yep. Thanks. After an inauspicious start to your midfielders. Yep. You've come through. Come through with the big ones. <laughs> or a big one. <laughs> you come through with a big one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've, I'm going to go through mine. I've got my center line across here, so a little bit different to yours because I just set my team up as a proper team, whereas you kind of went defenders, midfielders, forwards. I've gone in actual positions. So on one wing, I've got Hugh McLuggage because he's leading our mongrel votes. Overall, he's leading the coaches' votes, and every time I've seen him play, he's been one of the top three on the ground. In the middle, I've got Ollie Wines from Port Adelaide, another big thighed player. I'm very disappointed you didn't have him in there. He's no, playing, I'm happy with my list. He's playing fantastic football, hasn't missed a beat this year, and has been absolutely special for them. Like <laughs> oh, no, A couple of years ago, all the talk was about him going somewhere else and him not playing there anymore and him going to Carlton. And since then, he's been on a mission to kind of redeem himself in the eyes of Port Adelaide fans, and he re-signed with them last year. And he's been fantastic. If you still have doubts about Ollie Wines, you can just erase them all now. He's been fantastic. My other wingman, a little bit left field. A lot of people would probably have Andrew Gaff on their wing, and I'm actually naming wingman on, on the wings. I've got a bloke called Paul Seedsman, who has been fantastic for, for Adelaide. He leads the league in metres gained. That's his job. Get the ball, carry, kick long to Tex. And early in the season, when you saw Tex Walker kicking all those goals, 
how quick Paul Seisman was getting the ball inside 50 was a big reason to do with Texas' success. I've also got Bont because he doesn't just get the ball and, you know, handball it off and do the cheap little possessions. He gets it, kicks long. I don't know if he leads the league in inside 50s, but he would be right up there, really close to the top in that category. Wins his own footy, can take an overhead mark, does it all. And I've got Sam Walsh as well, who's been Carlton's best player. A lot of talk about him surpassing Patrick Cripps as Carlton's best. And whilst I don't completely buy it, I think Cripps might be a little bit hurt. He's not doing anything to dissuade me. He's been fantastic doing things I think I told, I said that a 20 year old shouldn't be doing standing up in tackles breaking tackles from guys 6, 7, 8 years his senior and 6 or 7, 8 years not breaking their tackles can you stop? I tried really hard but yeah they're my they're my midfielders mm-hmm. wonderful alright so you can go to forwards now who leads my list? Um, oh Tex yes Tex so Tex makes your team of course he does of course he does. And you're happy about this selection? Yeah. What about if he has a couple more games where he doesn't really get going? Maybe he starts firing blanks, I don't know. Is he there? He might be there. That'll, that'll do. That'll do you? Not sure right. what else he's supposed to do in my team. Just show up. Show up. Parade show up. around a little bit. Yep. Okay, go for it. Toby. Toby Green. Yeah. Excellent selection. Thank you. I knew I'd redeem my list in your eyes with this. Would be just about, pound for pound, the best forward in the game at the moment. Plays plays big in a small guy's body. Or a medium-sized guy's body. Medium, I don't know. Next. Bailey Fritch. Bailey Fritch. Yeah. Kicked six goals in one game, I think, but and has had a couple of quiet ones here and there, but I can see why you put him in, because he has gravity-defying hair. Does he? That's probably why I put him in. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Go for it. <laughs> I can't because all I've got written down is Jack. Who the fuck is Jack? So you're putting a Jack in there. <laughs> all right. So someone called Jack. Is it Jack Darling? Oh, my God. I don't know. Is it, it Jack Revolt? No, it wouldn't be him. All right. So if we can find a Jack around somewhere... Okay, there's someone called Jack in your team. That's good to know. <laughs> good job, Jack. Could, could we, could we, a, lot of, a lot of people might claim that, actually. Pretty popular name. All right, let's just move on. Charlie Cameron. Charlie Cameron. Oh, I yeah. know why. Why? Because he's a gentleman. <gasps> oh, yeah. And he said, yeah, he owned up when someone touched the ball off his boot. He was like, yeah, yeah, it's touched. Don't go to the review. It's fine. And then he stopped and apologized to someone when he accidentally knocked him in the head. That's so lovely. He's actually found a bit of form, too. The last few weeks, he's been very, very good. So, what not the worst. Very, like very, very slow start to the season, though. So, yeah. You've got some recency bias in your yeah, selections. Yeah, always. Go for it. Robbie Gray. Yeah, he's not Robbie Gray-like at the moment, but still a very good player. All right. I thought he was on target to get up there and pinch the showdown medal early on. He was playing good football, but others were just better. Didn't kick any goals, I don't think. Who else you got? That's it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, good. I Remember the... that Jack. <laughs> so it really Mystery could be Jack is like there. thirty-six players. I think half St Kilda's list are Jacks. So why is that there, and who is that? I've um, cheated a little bit here, Ooh. and I've put Petrarca on a half forward flank because he does go forward. He does 
look, I'm just cheating. It's I tried to put people in positions, but I didn't want to leave a quality player out. Quality player like Petrarca. And put someone in who probably did. didn't deserve a spot in the team just yet. Harry McKay was McKay. McKay, I'm doing that again. McKay was my centre half forward and Toby Green half forward flank. Tex Walker full forward. Hey. Hey, yeah. Josh Bruce, I mentioned before, having a really good season. So he slotted in the forward pocket. And I've thrown in Orazio Fantasia. And I'm ready to issue an apology to Orazio Fantasia. I doubted him. You really did. I did. And it was evidence-based. I didn't like the way he went about it at Essendon. I didn't like the whole, I'm going to go to Port Adelaide. No, I'm not. Oh, I've changed my mind. I'm going back to Essendon stuff that happened a couple of years ago. He should have probably went when he decided he wanted to go. He changed his mind, went back, contributed bugger all at Essendon. But now in this system, in the place he wants to be, he's played excellent football, and bar for some inaccuracy, he would have been right up there in contention for the showdown medal as well. So really good season for Fantasia. Apologies for doubting you, Orazio. Well. Look, it takes a big man to admit he was wrong. You don't apologise often. Well, I I waited. I waited to see whether he was a flash in the pan there, whether he'd play two or three good games and that'd be it. But he's remained dangerous. He's engaged. He's playing good football. And, you know, when you're wrong, you're wrong. So he's uh, he's coming through for them. In a side that has their small forwards getting hurt or playing playing hurt. So, Ruckman, Mrs. Mungrel. You ready? Yes. Have you got one or two? Two. So you got one and one on the bench? No. They're both there. What? <laughs> Why are you have looking you got, at me like that? If you've got one playing Ruck yeah. and then one on interchange? Yes. Okay. Good Good answer. All right. Okay. Let's, let's go. Max Gorn. Yes. Ditto. And Charlie Dixon. He's not a Ruckman. <laughs> what do you mean? Really? Yeah. Oh, well, then I'll swap him out for Jack that we don't know about. All right. Charlie Dixon gets right. a run in the forward pocket or okay. something. Okay. I didn't know that. And, uh, oh, okay, man. so you got Max Gorn. So I've got Max. So do I. Okay. I think he'd be a unanimous selection across the board. Unless you're a West Coast fan, they tend to gravitate towards Nana Nip, Nui. <gasps> Look at me go. But I think most rational West Coast fans would think, okay, yeah, Nick Nat's been good, but Max Gorn is having the better year. So it's very you, diplomatic you, of you. If you disagree, you disagree. But you know, I don't have a dog in that fight. And to me, Max Gorn's head and shoulders above everybody at the moment. Interchange. That's the bench. Yep. So you know how you have four extra ones at the end. Did you have any? Nope. <laughs> okay, so that gives you a bit of room to move. <clears throat> All right. Whereas great. I have. Jack McRae, who was very, very, very unfortunate not to be named in the starting 18, still makes the side. And this is the case because I actually chose to play wingmen on the wings rather than just throw three midfielders across the middle. So otherwise he kind of makes it. I've got Andrew Gaff on the bench. His last month of football has been excellent after a pretty slow start. And I thought he had his best game of the year this weekend against Hawthorne, where the Hawks gave him too much space and he just ripped us apart. Us being them, because I didn't play, obviously. <laughs> David Mundy from Fremantle at 34, I think, maybe 35 years old. Nice. Makes the team. A lot of people argue he should be in the middle over Ollie Wines, and it's a good argument. I just preferred Wines in there for his ball-winning ability. And Alir Alir is the backman I have coming off the bench. It was either him or Jacob Wiedering at centre-half back, 
and I decided to go with Weedering because I've just liked his year a little bit better. Elliot's been very, very good. Is the recruit of the year, but I just like Weedering a little, little bit better. You ready? For Gaff, Wines, Dustin Martin, and Grundy. That's my four. Gaff, what are they called? Wines. Interchange. Dusty, bench people. Get Gaff. Yeah. Wines. Yeah. Grundy. Yeah. And Dusty. Yeah. Okay. That's uh you kind of rendered it out well there. They're four that I know. That's true. There's four names you know. Yep. Vote for Jeff Johnson, the name you know. Only people who have watched the the distinguished gentleman will get that. Underrated Eddie Murphy movie, by the way. So old. Okay. Now Mrs. Mungrel. That was a very interesting segment, I think. Your All-Australian team, not as bad as it could have been. Not as good as it could have been. And I'm sure people will feel the same way about mine as well. So no one's ever right in I'm that right. discussion. And anyway. no one's ever wrong either. Because mm. it's just opinion. But you have some follow-up from your best boyfriend material. Oh, do I? That we, uh, we spoke about last week. So you've had some feedback from a, a friend's mum... We, yeah. we mentioned Katie a couple of times on this podcast. Katie's the best. She's her one mom. of the best. Katie's the best. Okay. <laughs> so her mum has uh, got some opinions on who would make good boyfriend material. Oh, the I voice of this. experience. Yeah. Not that she's dated him. Should I stop? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Katie. I just meant like experience as in... Stop now. Stop. Stop. Fine. Stop. For God's sake. <laughs> Hi, Katie's mum. <laughs> so, she likes Jordan Roughhead. Because? Because he recently wrote a very insightful article about climate change. Wait, it gets better. Okay, so, she also likes Grundy because he looks very studious. He, he, wrote, he wrote a Vespa there you at go. one stage. No, I'm not into that. No. Not my thing, but, you know. Well, I don't write a Katie's Vespa either. I'd prefer to walk, really. Yeah. She also likes Crisp because he seems nice and responsible and Katie thinks there's great potential for snack jokes. Oh, you see? Which there see? are because you made one before I made one. and I was like, you're ruining Katie's thing. I made an observation, not a joke. And I do want some chips. she likes Mick Malthouse because he's very passionate about Central Victorian box iron bark conservation. <laughs> wow, wow. Mick Malthouse. <gasps> Who would have thought? Well, he's really delving into things, isn't he? In a, what is it? Can you can you Central Victorian box iron bark conservation? Wow! So he the he's things a, that can get a girl looking at you are just wild. Like you never know. So Katie's mum, yeah, will she be frequenting these meetings about saving the iron bark and and running running into Mick Models and go, oh, fancy seeing you here? She knew he would be there. <laughs> she knew it. I don't know. He's a bit of a silver fox. Yeah, yeah, all right. He's had a dirty moustache for, you know, a good 40 years. Cookie duster. Bit of a... What? A bit of a cookie duster. What does that... Dust the, dust the cookies before he eats them. Oh, my God. I don't... You're so... There's no, there's no negative connotations that, to that. I saw it on The Simpsons. Oh, okay. They all talked right. about Ned Flanders' moustache. Well... There we go. There ends so, out the boyfriend material. So what are your thoughts on these uh, prospective boyfriends? I mean, Mick Malthouse is a bit... You know I love the rough heads. Yeah, well, if... if That's a cousin, I believe. <gasps> cousin Rough. Still good. 
Cousin Ruffy. So maybe he's picked up a few things from Jared along the way about being polite and yeah, wholesome. That's what I like. But Even though I'm not. Isn't that weird? You're pretty wholesome. Am I? Yeah, you just play a really good sleazy character. Thank you. I do, don't I? Yeah, yeah it's quite startling. <laughs> comes a bit too easily. Well, so, Crisp, I don't have any opinions on. Really? Not even snack-related? Yeah, I have lots of snack-related opinions, but not about him. Oh, poor old Crispy. Yeah. What about if his name was Crispy Cream? Yeah. Mm. I like beef jerky and cheese, so... Beef jerky, hey? One of our writers uh, delves into beef jerky. I love beef jerky. Still waiting, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) You leave Jimmy the cat alone. I will. All right. And uh, Mick Malthouse, any thoughts on him? He looks, no. like he, he looks like he'd make a good grandfather. Oh. I reckon he'd have a bit of time for the grandkids, like about 15 minutes. Yeah. Then you go, all right, get out of here. He'd look stern, but he'd also slip his granddaughter like a biscuit or $5. I thought or... you were going to say money. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's what grandparents are for, isn't yeah. it? Just... Just tuck a 20 in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it. And then you just kind of throw it back and you're like 37 years old. You're like, I don't need the money. They're like, just take it. Just take the money. Yeah. Like, all right. Fine. Got any more? <laughs> Mrs. Murray, we we're going to do a 30 over 30 oh, today, we but I think that we've uh, rambled on too long. Well, if we talk about the coming week. Well, yeah. we should probably talk about the coming week then. All right. So coming up Friday night, St. Kilda plays Geelong. Now the Saints, up and down, a bit sideways, all over the shop. Geelong have hit their straps. They've got these three forwards who played together last week and absolutely tore Richmond apart. And I'm looking at St Kilda and I'm going, your defence is not as good as Richmond's. What are you thinking there? I know you like the Saints and I know you don't like Geelong. I'm tipping St Kilda. <laughs> you live dangerously, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> what about what about if Dougal Howard plays on Jeremy Cameron... Jake Carlisle comes back in, plays on Tom Hawkins, and someone like Cal Wilkie plays on Gary, Gary Rowan, and they shut them all down. Yeah. And the Saints run riot. Yeah. That's called fan fiction. It's not going to happen. It's not my kind Geelong of fan gonna fiction. Geelong going to whack him. You can see it coming a mile off. So you really want me to go down the road of AFL fan fiction? No, there was. Because I will. What was the one you had at one point? It was pretty bizarre and quite disturbing. It's about the Scott... The Scott brothers, brothers. who were the same person. Yeah. And they were actually just commuting between North Melbourne and Geelong. <laughs> Life's then, hard these days. When they, they had a what, couple of jobs. And what happened when they played each other? I can't really remember. No, that's right. Because it was a bit of a bit of a hiccup in the storyline, I believe. <laughs> that when Geelong played just North Melbourne... jumpers. He's quickly running from box to box. I've just got to go out to the toilet for a second. He runs into the North Melbourne box. Oh, hang on, I've got to take this phone call. If Mrs. Doubtfire worked, this could work too. I don't know why you're so against... Well, I would love to see Chris Scott dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire. That would be great. (laughs) Sydney against the Pies. Sydney, unlucky to lose this week just gone. They gave Melbourne a bit of a shake. And it took Melbourne probably three quarters to start getting a hold of them or put a bit of distance there Collingwood beat North I don't care you don't care no what about the people from Sydney now sitting there going like well screw you Mrs Mungle you don't even care 
Who gets I mean, this should not come as a surprise to anybody. I just oh, really? don't. They, sh- they should know that by now. Yeah. Sydney or the pies? Who are you tipping? Pies. The pies? I'm yeah. tipping Sydney. Are you? Yep. I'm hoping that Buddy Hello, plays. gigantic bottle of perfume. You All get right. one either way. If I beat you, I buy it for you. If you win, I buy it for you. <laughs> this is a lose-lose situation for me. Yeah, but the season's really long, so we might need a mid-season kind of no, 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 we don't treat need, as well. No, we don't need that. Mm. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. Oh, Hawthorne. I'm thinking it might be time for North Melbourne. No, I don't think so. I, I don't like to say this, but Hawthorne are pretty shit. They'll be fine. They'll get it together. They should, but I'm not overly confident. I'm still tipping Hawthorne. But I'm tempted to tip North Melbourne. If they didn't have so many injuries, and I think they would probably have the worst list in the league at the moment in terms of injuries, not just in, in crap players, as in injuries, they, they're they really struggling. I think they've got 26 or 27 fit players to choose from. Out of what, 40? I think about 41, 42. Wow. So that means if you're fit at North Melbourne... You get to play. Almost. I mean, you're pretty unlucky to miss out if you name 23 players. Mm. Going to give you a lot of room. Anyway, I think North might give it a shake. They might threaten the Hawks for a while. Hawthorne should get up. Jeez, please, Hawthorne, get up. But it wouldn't surprise me if North rolled them. Gold Coast versus Brisbane. Queensland. Interstate rivalry. Oh, dear. Is Matt Rowell playing? Intrastate rivalry. Not inter. They, they, they live in the same state. That was my mistake. <laughs> You're right there. I'm getting all right. And uh, Matt Rowell will not be playing, no. I choose but, the Lions. But Lockie Neal's not playing either. He's out for about the same period as Matt Rowell is. Oh. Who else do I know? Hugh Greenwood. Oh. Ben King. Well, who's Hugh Greenwood play for? He plays for Gold Coast. Oh, I'll choose Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Choosing Gold Coast. I'm going to stick with Brisbane. I think they're just a better team. Richmond versus GWS. GWS. Playing in Melbourne. Coming down. They're playing at Marvel Stadium. They're not playing at the MCG, which is a bit strange because... They'll come down. They'll have some nice coffees. They'll feel pretty happy about it. Off they go. Off they go. They lost one of their key defenders during the week, so Lockie Keefe uh, did his ACL out out for the year. I don't know who that is and what the ACL is, so... ACL's a college. That's your knee. Australian Catholic Luniversity. That's <laughs> where the Looney Tunes went to, to master their craft. Yeah, it sounds like where I got my um, first grad. Look, Richmond should win this, and they should win it pretty comfortably. I hope Toby Green kicks seven and GWS win, but Richmond should win. Port Adelaide versus Western Bulldogs, game of the round. Is it? Well, Port Adelaide are one of the contenders. Western Bulldogs have emerged as one of the contenders. They're top two. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. They're playing in South Australia. Team Taco, all the way. Who mm. even sponsors the other team? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the prison. Because they like to wear their prison bars. <laughs> They're obsessed with it. They are, look, I I understand why they would like to. And I like that the fact there's a bit of mongrel in Port Adelaide. There's a bit of an F you about them. I'm like, okay, that's the way you cultivate an us versus them attitude. And I like that about them. I'm like, yeah, they got a bit of real go in them. And they're like saying, okay, we'll thumb our nose at you guys. And it might come back to bite them in a really horrible way. 
if the AFL are like you know, this, uh, Port Adelaide team think they're a bit, bit shitty. Yeah. Hey, umpires, uh, if there's an iffy free kick, it might go to the Bulldogs this week. The Bulldogs, over the last oh, several years, have been the number one free, number one team in the league for free kicks. Have they really? Yep, they've got the most. I think Port should be able to shut them down. Really good defences. I would like to see Port get up. I really dig their um, never tear us apart thing before the game too. Yeah, you mention that frequently. You like that a lot. People were a little bit critical of that, trying to saying they were copying what Liverpool does with you'll never walk alone. They play that before their games. Uh, the whole crowd sings. And they instituted this never tear us apart thing. And it looked, initially it sounded a bit tacky. But it's grown on me, and I think there's actually a real, real good atmosphere when they, they start singing that, and the crowd gets up for it right before the the first bounce. So the siren goes, and the, they end on that never tear us apart thing. The balls bounce, and off they go. Really well done, Port Adelaide. I like it. You know that, um, I can't remember what the exact time is, but I'll look it up, because if we start playing National Treasure oh. at the right time... <laughs> Just as it hits midnight, you can have Nicolas Cage say that he's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Beautiful. Beautiful way to ring in the new year. Why anyway, don't you do that this year? Yeah, right. You tee it no, up. because I go to sleep really early on New Year's I'll Eve. I'll watch it. Really? Let's do, let's do it for you midday. You also said to me today that you would watch the Gilmore Girls. One episode, I said. But One. But I said... I want you to watch the, one of the good ones, and you said I can't just start in the middle because it doesn't make sense to start in the middle. So I'll watch the first one. No, you've got to watch all the way to one of the good episodes. So all the other ones crap. What'd they say? Like the end of season two? So all of season one and most of season two is garbage. Yeah. Why would I watch it? <sighs> you should. <laughs> for me. As a favour. And also watch it. National Treasure. Anyway, keep going. Essendon versus Frio. Frio. Season Easily. on the line for Easily. both of them. Frio. 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 Yeah. Okay. Frio haven't been home for two weeks. They went to Brisbane and played up there because they got, you know, COVID. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to do the voice. COVID. Oh, for God's sake. In Western Australia. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they've been in Brisbane and come straight to Melbourne from there. And I think they'll be a bit road weary. I can't see them beating Essendon. They're going to beat Essendon. Maybe. We'll see. Melbourne versus Carlton. Melbourne will win. Possibly, but I'm really liking the looks of this because you've got this highly rated Carlton defence, which is Liam Jones, Jacob Wiedering, Sam Doherty, and you've got their equal or better on the other side, which is Stephen May, Jake Lever, and Christian Salem. And I'm like, okay, whichever of these two defences get on top, that team wins. With Melbourne's track record, you'll think, okay, I, I think that they're going to get up, they're going to put Stephen May on Harry Mackay, and he'll fix him up. Melbourne will win. That may very well be the case. But if Carlton really knuckle down, they've got talent everywhere. They're just not gelling. If they can do that, and Patrick Cripps can actually play football instead of just running around or standing on the spot, which he did at so many clearances last week, he usually, when they throw the ball up for a contest, he'd be on the move and try and get the ball while he's on the move. Very hard to tackle. At the moment, he's just kind of standing there waiting for it. So when he does get the ball, he either gets tackled immediately or, if it's three feet either side of him, he doesn't get it. So he looks like he's hurt, and either hurt or a little bit disinterested. So if he finds his mojo, great. Otherwise, Clayton Oliver will have a ball in there. 
Ooh, and you'll just dominate. Okay, lovely. Last game, West Coast versus Adelaide. West Coast. Well, you say that's so sad. You know what's going to happen, don't you? Yeah. West Coast is actually very undermanned in defence at the moment. So I would say their number one big defender, Jeremy, Jeremy McGovern, probably another week out. Tom Barris is their number two defender and usually takes the full forwards. So he usually play on Tex. He's a test to play. He was close last week and didn't play. No guarantee he'll be there this week. And their third is Shannon Hearn, and he's aggravated his calf again because he's got big calves like me, you see. All he's got to do is look at them sideways and they pop. You love that, don't you? What? Do they my, do my calves big? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I don't even work on them, guys. They just bulge out. It's great. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. So uh, if, if Barris gets back, I think that he'll fix Tex Walker up pretty easily. And once that happens, the Crows are a little bit stilted, so West Coast should win. Mrs. Mungrel, mm. as always, an absolute pleasure. Yep. A big hello to Katie and her mum <laughs> and whichever other players they've got their eye on. Yeah, I'm, 10 out of 10. I'm sure there may be a few. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>